Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Good morning, everybody. This is Jeremy Evans, your host of Believe in Sports Law via the Believe Podcast Network. Today is Monday, May 4th, 2020. We've entered a new month, and of course, around the country, a lot of states have uh, hopefully coming out on the positive side of uh, the pandemic. And uh, particularly a lot of the states in the Midwest and the South and um, and uh, really excited for them and, and hopefully some good positive reports and news coming out of uh, out of those areas and wish everybody the best there. And and um, and again, looking like we're seeing the light of the end of the tunnel here, hopefully and uh, thankfully. But um, we have a really really exciting topic for uh, for our listeners today and it's regarding the uh, professional pathway program through the National Basketball Association. Now you may be asking yourself what is that program and why is Jeremy talking about it but uh, it seemed to me that it did not get enough fanfare and not enough news coverage which maybe in some sense makes a lot of sense considering uh, when the news broke um, a couple weeks ago. But I think I'd like to dive in uh, to this and particularly sort of, number one, start with what is the Professional Pathway Program through the National Basketball Association? Why are they doing it? And what might it look like going forward? And some issues that we'll discuss throughout uh, this week's show will be uh, the NCAA, uh, how that plays a role in the decision-making here, the name, image, and likeness issue with regard to the California uh, Fair Pay-to-Play Act and other legislation around the country, and then maybe more uh, personally looking at it from the athlete standpoint of the idea of education and where this plays out going forward. Um, and then, of course, to talk a little bit about some of the history uh, with regard to the um, G League and formerly known as the Development League or the D League and uh, some of the rules that the NBA and uh, the NFL have with regard to developing prospects and what that looks like in comparison to other leagues. So first of all, uh, what is the Developmental League? Well, this is directly from the NBA G League website, which is named after Gatorade for G, you know, G for Gatorade, formerly the Developmental League. And I, for years, have been calling for the NBA and the NFL to develop serious and legitimate um, development leagues, you know, like Major League Baseball, like the National Hockey League, like the camps and the various levels of uh, professional sports with regard to Major League Soccer and some of the international leagues. And of course, the NBA has relied a lot on the NCAA for talent, but then also on international leagues, right? And drafting from there, uh, more so by far, uh, you know, 90 plus percent from, uh, from the NCAA. And then of course, the NFL doesn't have a developmental league. It strictly looks at the NCAA for its prospects. It's essentially its minor league system, admittedly by many, many professionals in the sport. And that's just what the program is currently, right? There's been talks about change and what that might look like, but that's pretty much where we're at with that. And so the 
professional path, the professional pathway program is essentially where the um, a G League team or the NBA team connected to it selects a contract of uh, elite athletes and those athletes uh, are allowed to enter the NBA G League prior to entering the NBA draft. Um, so it's, it's, it's essentially, it's a, and let me rephrase that, it's a way for folks to enter into the NBA without having to go through the draft uh, and having to be subject to the NBA's one and done rule where you have to go to college for one year. Uh, this is, um, we'll get into some of the reasoning here uh, with regard to the commissioner and Adam Silver and what he's sort of thinking uh, in a broader picture, but um, ultimately that's what it is, right? It's an alternative to going to the NCAA and entering through the NBA draft. Um, and it's basically for a G League team to purchase the contract of a player. Um, so that's sort of what it is. It's only offered to elite players, which will probably be determined by scouting and other reports. Uh, there is, um, but of course it's for elite players who are not eligible for the NBA draft. Uh, $125,000 salary for the five month season for these players, which is far more money than they were making uh, in the NCAA. Um, obviously not considering what any name, image and likeness might come into play. Um, but uh, definitely some additional funds there. And that's, that's definitely $125,000 for five months is definitely more than even the most expensive college tuition, which is closer to $100,000, let's say, for a bigger private school, um, particularly in California, for uh, four years. So this is, you know, this, this is good money. Um, and it's company by year-long opportunities for on and off the court professional development. And this will be available for the 2019-2020 NBA G League season. Uh, so uh, this is actually led by Allison Feaster, um, who's a 10-year WNBA veteran. And then uh, also Rod Strickland, who is a 17-year NBA veteran. And that is directly from the NBA G League's website. So uh, this is a significant um, departure and a great one, I would add, from your typical, uh, you know, pathway where, where high school athletes had to um, go through NCAA to get drafted unless they went overseas, uh, like um, like one of the Ball brothers did, right? And um, so again, sort of looking at that, uh, this is this is a fantastic, I think, opportunity, and I think uh, a move in the right direction, and. Um, and as NBA G League uh, uh, president Malcolm Turner said, he was quoted as saying, select contracts are an answer to the basketball community's call for additional development options for elite players before they're eligible for the NBA. So I think this is terrific. And again, that's directly from the G League's website. Now, um, what first alerted to me this, to what alerted me to this was uh, a uh, very fine author and a good person named Corey Left with a uh, blog called John Wall Street. Great blog. Definitely encourage you to, to subscribe to it. It's actually a subsidiary of Sports Illustrated. I think it's great. There's a great article on this. And really sort of what this comes out of is there's a prospect who is the number one prospect in the ESPN's uh, 2021 Top 100. And his name is Jalen Green. 
and uh, six foot five, uh, 200 plus pound, um, you know, absolute stud that um, they're looking at bringing them into, um, into this program. And of course, this also helps to alleviate maybe some of these players going to play in Australia, you know, that sort of thing. So again, it's just another pathway, but I think it's terrific. And I think it's a step in the right direction. And we'll sort of see how this plays. And of course, this is one of those funny things where you have a situation that, um, you know, sometimes you have athletes who essentially have more followers than some of the pros uh, on Instagram, or whatever it might be, which gets into the whole name, image, and likeness thing. But I think, again, this is an opportunity for folks to develop, and uh, and we'll see how that goes. So that's sort of the beginning part of the show. That's what the uh, Professional Pathway to, uh, Program is. And before we move on, we will take uh, a quick commercial break. Being Home with Hunker is a podcast where we visit with designers, artists, and creatives in the spaces that express and shape their identities, their homes. If you love design and decor, if you're curious about how people live, or if you've been transitioning or transforming your own home, you'll love these honest conversations. Join us weekly at Being Home with Hunker. Visit hunker.com forward slash podcast where you can find, subscribe, and listen to the show. All right, folks, we are back and we are talking about the MBA's Professional Pathway Program. Um, I don't know if they want to call that PPP or Triple P for short, but essentially the Professional Pathway Program through the NBA G League named after Gatorade and particularly a prospect named Jalen Green, who's an absolute stud and uh, who's played in all kind of, uh, you know, prep ball and, and um, you know, all sorts at the top of all sorts of uh, uh, lists in terms of, you know, his talent and uh, the sort of consensus number one prospect heading into the 2021 NBA draft. This is a great way to, to uh, allow professional athletes to avoid, or sorry, student athletes coming out of high school to avoid going to the NCAA to become professional athletes earlier and get paid $125,000 a year. So again, this is be for elite athletes. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of competition here, and we'll see how this develops. Uh, but uh, sort of we've explained what the program was in the first part of the show. Now I kind of want to get into, you know, sort of what this looks like going forward. Um, I had actually written an article in the L.A. Lawyer magazine talking about the Fair Pay to Play Act. And um, this is getting into the why. Why is this professional pathway program now being put out there? The G League's always been there, right? It was the D League before that. But this is significant because three things happened. One was that the NCAA agreed to allow for name, image, and likeness. Um, you had California lead the way with, which pre preceded the NCAA's decision, led the way with the California Fair Play like AAC, Fair Pay to Play Act, which I wrote about in the LA Lawyer magazine, which you can check out. Uh, um, I think a pretty decent article there kind of laying out some of the compliance issues with name, image, and likeness, minor league development, uh, compliance, uh, compromise, uh, and what it sort of looks like in terms of athletes getting representation and what it means to amateurism. I definitely encourage you to check that out. It's the April 2020 edition of the um, 
of the Los Angeles Lawyer Magazine, which is the uh, official magazine for the um, uh, Los Angeles County Bar Association. So, I, again, I think three things happened. One was sort of this development of the Fair Pay to Play Act through California and the NCAA's decision, which was monumental to allow for uh, athletes to pursue name image and likeness deals, um, obviously with limitations, and we'll see how that develops. I think the second thing is, is that the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, uh, recently said, and when I say recently, I mean within the last year or so, that um, they would be getting rid of the one-and-done rule, particularly probably by 2023, which um, not co or coincid not coincidentally coincides with the January 1st, 2023 20, uh, 20, um, uh Fair Pay to Play Act, which is going to be coming into effect. So, um, and the idea from Commissioner Silver was that they were going to get rid of the one and done rule. And so I think all these things play together. And I think more importantly, I think there had been some growing pressure on the NBA to really put some uh, time and effort into developing the development league. And I think that was clear from uh, Mr. Butler, the president of uh, the NBA G League. Uh, who made the comment about the growing pressure for growing a you know legitimate development league? And I think this is terrific. I highly applaud them. I think this is great. I think allowing folks options has been the biggest issue, in my opinion. It's not that the NCAA, um, you know, has television rights and those types of things. It's the fact that the students didn't have an option. Now, of course, added to that with this sort of name, image, and likeness thing, I think it's great. Um, I think once that develops out, I think there'll be some additional options there. Um, and I think we'll probably, um, I think, satisfy a lot of folks uh, to have the option to do the professional pathway program and or to profit off your name, image, and likeness if you take the NCAA route. So again, those three things, plus Adam, uh, Commissioner Adam Silver's comments about getting rid of the one and done rule, all sort of make this the perfect timing, you know, frankly, from an operational standpoint. If you're thinking, you know, two, three steps ahead, you know, three years ahead, Commissioner Silver's probably going, okay, well, if we got some of these laws coming on the books in 2023, and we're going to be getting rid of the one and done rule, this is perfect timing, we should prepare for that now, and we should have a legitimate league that can actually process and develop some of these terrific ball players. So um, what does this look like going forward? Uh, I personally think that uh, this is great. I think that this is a uh, step in the right direction. I think that um, this is going to add a terrific opportunity for folks to develop their skills and to be ready for the professional ranks. I think it gives student athletes the freedom to make a choice, which has always been my biggest gripe as to um, the NCAA route and which is so funny because it's not the NCAA. This is a common misnomer. The NCAA doesn't set the rules for when um, high school athletes, you know, if they if they want to go to college or not. I mean, it's, you make the you make the decision to go to college, but the NBA and the NFL have required that they go through the the NCAA through an through an academic institution and play sports there to get drafted. So that is sort of I think been some of the major concerns and some of the calls for getting athletes to be paid. And of course, these calls were not happening in Major League Baseball or in a Minor League Baseball 
uh, or in NCAA baseball or in hockey or in soccer, right? It just, um, it didn't exist there. There may have been a few athletes that, you know, mentioned it, but the majority of it, 90, 95%, I'd even say 99% of it was coming from men's college football and men's basketball. And uh, so now that this additional option is ready through the professional pathway program, I think it will be interesting going forward, seeing uh, where uh, and who gets selected, how they get selected. And, um, but you know, $125,000 a year is good money. And uh, especially for an 18, 17, 18, 19 year old. And um, I mean, good money for anybody. But uh, it's great money, and I think it's an additional option. You know, it's a, th that additional freedom, I think, uh, the liberty to choose, I think, is important. So, folks, uh, that's what we have this week for this week's show. This was um, episode 18. Again, I'm your host, Jeremy Evans of Believe in Sports Law via the Believe Podcast Network. Hope that uh, you and your family and your friends are doing well. Hope that you guys are getting out there active and, and hopefully that some of these government restrictions have been lifted and that everybody is safe and sound and I look forward to being back with you all in next week. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.